हेलो फ्रेंड्स टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू सी चैप्टर फाइव लेजिटिमेट रेस्ट्रिक्शंस ऑन फ्रीडम फ्रॉम द बुक ह्यूमन राइट्स अ वेरी शॉर्ट इंट्रोडक्शन रिटन बाय एंड्रू क्लैफम पब्लिश्ड बाय ऑक्सफर्ड सो लेट्स स्टार्ट लेजिटिमेट रेस्ट्रिक्शंस ऑन फ्रीडम द एब्सोल्यूट राइट्स डिस्कस्ड सो फार डू नॉट अलाउ फॉर लिमिटेशंस एक्सेप्शंस क्वालिफिकेशंस और बैलेंसिंग अगेंस्ट अदर राइट्स genocide crimes against humanity slavery and torture are simply international crimes which are prohibited and can be individually punished by any state wherever the acts were committed the rights we consider in this chapter may be contrast uh, be limited through legal restrictions designed designed to protect a defined legitimate objective so for example liberty can be restricted in the context of the retention of someone following a lawful conviction in a court of law freedom of speech is not absolute as we all know shouting fire in a crowded theater can be punished although we all should have freedom to receive and impart information there are obviously legitimate restrictions on passing on commercial or military secrets photographs of celebrities may be of interest to a wide readership but their but their publication may be restricted restricted in order to protect an individual's privacy is it meaningful then to talk about rights in such context you have the right not be detained until the authority justify your detention you have the right to publish but not if uh, it upsets others they seem to be merely giving with one hand and taking away with the other however the human rights framework applies and is and is useful the human rights approach starts from a presumption that we all have rights to liberty freedom of expression belief assembly association property and fair trial any restriction on these rights has to be justified as a proportionate to the aims pursued by the restriction according to a three stages schema developed in human rights law the restriction on our freedoms need not be sinister or nefarious few context the need for certain convicted criminals to be deprived of their liberty introducing human rights in this context uh, enables us to see how we have to start from the presumption that the individual is entitled to liberty unless a fair procedure demonstrates the necessity of incarceration let us start with the right to life and return to freedom from incarceration at the end of the chapter the right to to life would seem at first glance uh, to be absolute but on closer inspection it is clear that some deliberate acts which result in the loss of life are not necessarily human rights violations a police officer confronted by an armed assailant may have to shoot in self defense to save his or her own life or the lives of others the cases become harder when the danger becomes less imminent what if a state engages in the targeted assassination of suspected terrorist human rights courts have been faced with dozens of complaints that the security forces have used excessive force which was unnecessary in the circumstances as a general rule the force used used has to be proportionate to the danger to be averted the united nations basic principles of uh, basic principles on the use of force and firearms by law enforcement officials states that 
law enforcement officials shall not use firearms against a person against persons except in self defense or defense of others against the imminent threat of death or serious injury to prevent the perpetration of a particularly serious crime involving grave threat to life to arrest a person presenting such a danger and resisting their authority or to prevent his or her escape and only when less extreme means are insufficient to achieve these objectives in any event intentional lethal use of uh, firearms may only be made when when strictly in unavoidable in order to protect life this simple rule is under threat as government seek to sh- shift the discussion from the context of principles appropriate for a hostage situation to the realm of anticipatory self defense to prevent attacks on the nation it may be helpful here to separate out three proportionately rules which tend to get confused the first two rules do not authorize limitations on individual freedom rather they restrict what states may do when they resort to military force the first rule concerns how much force can be used by a state in self defense in response to an armed attack the answer is that force can be used uh, that is proportionate to rep, uh, repelling the act, attack if such force is necessary as the only way of averting the attack this is what is meant by the international law rule uh, that uh, that self defense has to be proportionate and necessary the second rule concerns what is increasingly known as col- uh, collateral damage it is part of the framework designed to protect the right to life the law of armed conflict prohibits indiscriminate attacks on civilians in particular there is a prohibition on launching an attack which may be expected to cause incidental loss of civilian life which would be excessive in relation to the concrete and direct military advantage anticipated in other words the rule demands that the civilian damage has to be proportionate to the military advantage at a certain point the collateral damage becomes disproportionate to the military advantage and hence illegal those who violate this rule may be tried as war criminals examples of uh, prosecutions for violations of this rule are hard to find we can however highlight that uh, the shelling of uh, Uh, Sarajevo was uh, successfully prosecuted at the International Criminal Tribunal for the uh, former Yugoslavia. Prosecutor Luis Arbor charged General Galic with a count of attacks against civilians and he was eventually convicted in 2003 of the war crime of spreading terror among the civilian population as well as crimes against humanity. He was sentenced to 20 years imprisonment. the third proportionately rule relates to those human rights that contain built in limitations on freedom and is dealt with in some detail in the next session uh, sorry in the next section before looking at these details it is worth stressing that in thinking about proportionate limitations on uh, human rights we have to consider what weight we wish to give to the fundamental values that we are seeking to promote through at Uh, sorry, seeking to promote to the right in question. 
the weight we give the right that uh, determines whether or not the restrictions are acceptable here we can mention the special rule that is often accorded to freedom of speech the importance that is given to protecting even offensive words uh, is explained by our sense that human progress comes when ideas can be challenged and authority can be questioned we admit restrictions on speech that incites uh, religious or racial hatred the problem comes when this principle starts to stifle debate and claim and critical inquiry the value attached to this freedom can 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 vary in different contexts uh, with many privileging uh, this this right due to its instrumental value for democracy and debate in all spheres of life the explanations of the special value placed on freedom of expression was captured by the late uh, najib mehfouz the egyptian novelist and uh, nobel laureate writing in 1989 in the context of the threat to kill fellow novelist salman rushdie he stated as regards freedom of expression i have said that it must be considered a sacred and uh, sorry it must be considered a sacred and uh, that thought can only be uh, corrected by counter thought proportionate limita- limitations on human rights the concept of proportionality is common to determining the limitations on any human rights that can be restricted these rights can be restricted to the extent that the limit placed on them is proportionate to the aim pursued a decision maker is obliged to adopt a three stage process to determine whether the interference with the human right represents a legitimate lit- litigation on the right concerned uh, this this can be summarized as follow is there a legitimate aim to be uh, sorry is there a legitimate aim to the interference is the interference prescribed by a clear and accessible law is the interference proportionate to the identified legitimate aim and necessary in a democratic society so for example in a complaint by a, a romanian man about uh, secret files kept on him by the government it was clear that uh, keeping such files for national security purposes was an interference with his right to privacy and due to the absence of any national law with uh, judicial supervision setting limits to this interference there had been a violation of the right to respect for private life if there had been legal safeguards and appropriate judicial supervision of such activity the interference might have been found to be necessary and proportionate to the aim of protecting national security and and uh, there would have been no violation of human rights the human rights approach provides us with uh, more than a slogan it demands that a government justify its actions in areas that affect the well-being of the individual and that the justification be in accordance with the rule of law in a democratic society detention the human rights movement has often concerned itself with those who have been detained for their politics politics or expressing their opinion recall the symbolism attributed to the figure of soljenitsin by kundera in chapter 4 the founding of amnesty international in 1961 was prompted by its founder the barrister peter benenson reading about two portuguese students publicly raising their glasses in a toast to freedom and then uh, being convicted and sentenced to 7 years imprisonment the observer newspaper carried ben- benenson's appeal for amnesty under the banner headline the forgotten prisoners 
This was the culmination of years of reflection and consultation with others on issues related to persecution and uh, imprisonment. The article included photographs of six prisoners. Constantin uh, Noika, a Romanian philosopher, the civil rights supporter, the uh, Reverend Ashton from the United States, the Ang Angolan poet, Angolan poet Agostino Neto, held by the Portuguese, Archbishop Beran of Prague, Tony Ambatiolos, a trade unionist detained in Greece, and Cardinal Majesty of Hungary, taking refuge in the U.S. Embassy in Budapest. Other imprisons from Spain and South Africa were included in the article. The original appeal for amnesty had four aims to work impartially for the release of uh, those uh, imprisoned for their opinions, to seek for them a fair and public trial, to enlarge the right of asyl asylum and uh, help political refugees uh, to find work and to urge effective international machinery to guarantee freedom of opinion. Since that time, Amnesty International uh, has expanded its focus and now explains that its mission is to undertake research and action focused on preventing preventing and ending grave abuses of the rights to physical and mental integrity, freedom of conscience and expression and freedom from discrimination within the context of its work to promote all human rights. The original campaigns however mobilized public support for a membership based movement focused on uh, such forgotten prisoners. This is a part of the story of the growth of concern for human rights during the Cold War. Known sometimes as prisoners of conscience or political prisoners, such uh, detainees were and still are the subjects of human rights campaigns and uh, protests. Their detention has come to be associated with regimes that generally disregard basic freedoms. Such detainees are arrested for expressing political opinions or claiming democratic rights and, and their trials are often sorely lacking in the basic elements of a fair trial. The presumption of innocence, access to a lawyer of one's choice and the chance to cha challenge the evidence before an independent judge. A contemporary challenge to detainees uh, uh, rights concern the detention of suspected terrorists in the global war on terror. The United States sought in 2006 to explain its detention without trial of uh, terrorist suspects in uh, Guantanamo Bay um, in Cuba and uh, before the United Nations Committee Against Torture. The United States argued that although it has detained around 10,000 people since its 2001 war with Afghan, it uh, only wishes to hold those enemy uh, combatants who are part of or are supporting Taliban or Al-Qaeda forces or associated forces and who, if released, uh, would present a threat of uh, uh, re-engaging in a belligerent acts or uh, directly aiding and supporting ongoing hostilities against the United States or its allies. The United States has released about 90% uh, of those in detail in this way, but uh, its report to the United Nations explains we have made mistakes of the detainees who, uh, of the detainees we have released. We have later recaptured or killed about 5% of them while they were engaged in hostile action against US forces. 
the particular situation of the detainees in the US facilities of Gatano Bay has been uh, subject to harsh human rights criticism from multiple sources the united nations special procedures recommended that the detainees either be swiftly brought to trial or released without further delay as with the discussion concerning torture there is a continuing risk that the rules which were uh, thought to protect individuals from arbitrary detention are being uh, reinterpreted to allow for considerable flexibility in the context of counterterrorism defenders of the us policy argue by analogy because we accept that mentally ill pe- people who pose a danger to society can be incarcerated without having committed any crime the same logic applies to those labeled as dangerous terrorists alternatively the analogy is made to traditional situations of armed conflict in which combatants and uh, civilians who pose a security threat can be detained without trial the argument made is that exceptional times call for exceptional measures the response of human rights advocates is to recall that the idea of human rights was to protect the unpopular and vulnerable from mistreatment and arbitrariness suspected terrorist and enemy combatants fit this description as already stated the point of human rights thinking is to recognize the worth of an individual human being even when the majority demands a simple sacrifice for the greater good uh, sorry simple sacrifice for the greater good the technique of human rights is to demand that interferences with individual liberty only be undertaken in accordance with property constituted legal proceedings one of the dangers with focusing on the legitimacy of detention in the cold war for political opponents or for suspected terrorists is that we lose so, uh, sight of the bigger picture with regard to those uh, deprived of their liberty there is a worldwide population of nearly 9 million detainees the criteria of unpopular marginalized and vulnerable can also be applied to these millions of individuals incarcerated around the world a huge number of these prisoners are subjected to conditions that uh, fall far short of uh, human rights standards writers and diplomats may have lost interest in prisoners in countries such as russia but the human rights reports of uh, contemporary prison conditions uh, there there make grim reading in closing the chapter we should mention that the right to freedom is in fact now interpreted as a right that continues throughout detention and uh, individual freedom is not extinguished or on arrest or uh, conviction the freedom is restricted to the extent that uh, this is necessary the detaining authority is continually required to reevaluate the necessity of all detention furthermore the international covenant on civil and political rights demand that uh, a prison system shall have as an essential aim reformation and social rehabilitation thank you